following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. All righty, Tyler, high school football season is officially in the books. The state championships were decided over the weekend in Chattanooga. Tuesday, the Mr. Football Awards were handed out. This is the Main Street Preps Podcast, covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Here are your hosts, Russell Venozzi and Tyler Palmatier. So, uh, we made it. We made it somehow. Yeah, um, that's definitely a a pretty action-packed, uh, what would it be, like four or five days there, getting from, you know, when you talk about when we pulled out of my driveway at like, what, 6.15 Thursday morning, we headed straight over to that Lipscomb CPA game that was started at 11 in Chattanooga, and then kind of all doesn't end until you leave the Mr. Football Awards yesterday. So a lot of work, but man, that's a, uh, that's a fun way to end the season. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'll admit, when we were leaving your house that early in the morning, I was not feeling so great, but uh, <laughs> we got through it. And, it. and it went by, honestly, really quickly just because there was so much action, uh, so many great storylines, and we're going to talk about a couple of those in a minute here. But, yeah, it was just – I felt like it was a great way to cap off the season and, um, you know, a first-time venue. Chattanooga seemed to handle things really well, and it just felt like a really big-time event there at Finley Stadium. Yeah, it sure did. I, I mean, I the the, the – list of complaints for me would be pretty minimal. I mean, I I think when you hold a a huge event like that, that over the course of three days, nine games, nine football games is no small undertaking. You know, there are going to be some hiccups the first time you do it and some things that you don't realize just from a logistical standpoint. And just, it's doesn't have anything to do with uh, you kind of, you don't know what you don't know type thing. So I'm sure there were a couple hiccups, but man, I thought they did a great job and it, it didn't sure didn't hurt that we had, basically like 65 70 degree weather every day i mean it was it was beautiful we are joined now by outgoing tullahoma coach john olive uh his team just beat elizabethton 21 to 14 in double overtime last saturday in the class 4a blue cross bowl to win its first ever state title john congratulations on the big win and, and thanks for joining us today well thank you I appreciate it very much, and I'm glad and honored to be a part of your podcast. Absolutely. Thanks Thanks again for being here. And, uh, John, right off the top, I've got to ask, so you announced your retirement on Sunday night, one one day after that big win on Saturday. Um, did you know immediately afterwards you were going to retire, or uh, were, were you planning to do this, whether your team won or lost? Uh, I was planning to do it. Uh, I had notified my bosses uh, December of twenty that uh, the 21 football season would be my last season. And uh, there were a couple of people that knew about it, but very few there in Tullahoma. There were a lot of people that were speculating, but um, uh, my bosses knew that this was my last season. And then uh, we told the uh, players uh, Sunday afternoon when we were having our, right after we had had our picture made with the gold ball. John, we're going to get to this a little bit later about how uh, how kind of invested Tullahoma fans are in in sports. But I, I'm in in saying that those fans they're so interested. How did you keep this a secret? You know, you you kind of you guys kind of had a hard job keeping a lid on your on your retirement announcement. 
there was very it was very select few people that knew uh, uh, my principal Jason Quick and my superintendent Katrine Stevens both uh, they knew about it they kept it close to their best they didn't share it with other people inside the system uh, and I'm very appreciative of that because I wanted it to be about uh, the, the team the young men uh, had this email typed out ready to go five weeks ago not knowing when our last game of the season was going to be. And so, um, you know, there were family members that knew about it, and there were a couple of close friends that knew about it, but that was it. What's the key to coaching as as long as you did? (laughs) Uh, I'm very, very fortunate, very blessed. Uh, You know, I had a dear coaching friend that coached with me a bunch of years here at Tullahoma that his health eventually got so bad and and that became a reality i realized that if you lose your health uh you probably can't keep coaching any longer and uh and so i I don't know if there's a key to the longevity uh i know that uh, young people help keep me young but eventually things start happening uh for instance this past season ever since i got covid i've always been a planner plantar fasciitis person uh but i've always been able to keep it under control but i got covid last january and i have not been able to get my plantar fasciitis back under control um and so uh that made standing out there at practice a lot tougher than it had been and um and if i had not already told my superiors that i would be hanging it up as far as being a coach a head football coach uh, that uh, this past season just, you know, sometimes I'd have to get our trainer to get the knots out of my feet so that I could have a, uh, be able to keep walking so that I'd be a crippled man by the end of practice. So those are the type of things. I, I don't know if there's any true secret other than I was very blessed with a great community that supported us even through the thin times and, um, and I had an administration that was very supportive, and all those type of things go into giving you longevity. Well, John, that plantar fasciitis doesn't sound fun, but you were able to power through this season, your your thirty third and final season as a head coach, and it ended with a fifteen and zero record and a state championship. Is that pretty much how you drew up your last season going down? <laughs> I I thought we would be a good team. I never dreamed that we'd be good enough to win a state championship. It wasn't until when we beat Pearl Cone in the quarterfinals and Elizabeth and beat Greenville on the same night that I realized, you know what, we may be good enough to win this thing. Elizabeth didn't have the hardest time moving the ball in that championship game. John, what impressed you the most about specifically your defense this season? Well, our defense was the big surprise because that's where we lost the majority of our players from off last year's quarterfinal team. And we lost a tremendous amount of speed off that defense. And uh, I thought our defense would be probably a little better than average, but not as good as last year's defense and that we'd have to outscore a lot of people. And it turned out that our defense was just fantastic. And because we were so strong and physical up front, and even though our linebackers are undersized, they're very, very strong young men and have played a lot of football so that they could find the football very quickly. 
uh, we actually, the defense turned out to be one of our strengths. Is, I, I don't know what we ended up averaging, but I think we ended up averaging, giving up around nine or ten points a game for the entire 15 games. And, John, it's only been a, a handful of years since o- Tullahoma had back-to-back 0-10 seasons in 2015 and 2016. I know you said that was difficult, and you described it as, uh, quote, every molehill becoming a mountain. Um, did you ever think about calling it quits back then or, or looking for another job? And um, since you didn't, I mean, what made you want to stick around and, and kind of see things through there at Tullahoma? Well, I actually um, uh, thought I was on a leave after the 14 season. Um, I had enough years with my combined sick days and all that I could retire out in the state of Tennessee. Um then um, we get the 0 and 10, 15 year. And I still, uh, I was talking with somebody outside our state and uh, thinking about double dipping and all. And I had some friends there in Tullahoma that I trust and I had confided in them. And uh, they convinced me, you know, that they would really like me to stay. Um, a school board chairman who is also a good friend came to see me because he had found out that I was in communication with a school outside the state. And, um, I don't know, uh, one thing just led to another and I thought, okay, uh, you know, we'll, we'll push on through this because we knew the next year we had good young kids. Uh, the 2018 team that was a quarterfinal team, all those kids were, were freshmen and sophomores. Uh, and we knew we were, we had some good young ones coming. The question was, could I survive long enough until those guys could start making a difference? And when I met with our staff that began the 2017 season, I told them, that if we could not get it turned around, that it would be my last season, that the community just, you know, as much as they might uh, like me, uh, they want a winning football team. And um, fortunately for us, we got it turned around. We only went 5-5 five and five that year, but we were a really good 5-5 five and five team as we had taken Marshall County and Maplewood both uh, to the wire to the last uh, series of the game. And uh, – and so, anyway, we didn't go to the playoffs that year, but we knew we had turned the corner, and then we all we knew we had some really good kids coming that were young, and that we we had a chance to be pretty good. And this year, John, the, the state title ends up going through your region. I was talking to one Tony Brunetti, Pro Cone coach Tony Brunetti, yesterday at the Mister Football Awards, and uh, I wasn't I felt bad talking to him about because I think it was kind of a it was kind of hard for him to hear, but and then he ends up telling me that he thought whoever got through that quarterfinal, you you guys or Pearl was going to have a good shot at a state title. Uh, did you see it that way? I don't know before I, the I year, know, before yeah. the playoffs. Not not before the year or anything, but after we played Pearl Cone during the regular season, uh, we felt like that we had. A, a pretty good idea that we'd probably see them again in the quarterfinals. We were hoping not the second round, that it would be the quarterfinals. And um, anyway, Pearl Cone is a really, really good football team. And with tremendous speed, tremendous size, 
Um, and he's young. He'll be the team to beat at least for the next two years probably uh, in our region. And uh, wasn't sure how good Haywood was until we started collecting video on them and we realized that they're Pearl Cone. We call them Pearl Cone 2.0. Uh, same type of kids, a lot of speed at the wide receiver in particular, uh, a hard-nosed running back, and then just huge up front you know, on both sides of the ball. And So, anyway, I kind of agree with Tony there that uh, I, I can tell you this, that his team would have had as good a chance of winning a state championship if they had come out of that quarterfinal as, as we did. And obviously – the game Saturday could have gone either way. And we were just fortunate that we made one more play than um, Elizabeth did when Chris made the interception. And, John, you're staying in your role as athletic director at Tullahoma, and, you, and you'll still be working, but obviously you're going to have quite a bit more free time now that you uh, your football coaching duties are going to be relinquished. Uh, do you have any plans for, for how you want to spend that time? And yeah. is there anything that you've wife, missed out on these years that you want to do my now? Wife does. My wife's got a lot of plans. <laughs> she's already said here's some things that we need done around the house and uh so <laughs> there'll be things I, I enjoy working with uh, uh a ministry called the hands and feet ministry where we build wheelchair ramps for people so they can stay at their house and um i look forward to having some time to be able to because once i became ad and football coach I didn't really have any downtime where I could uh, keep volunteering with that group. And uh, that'll be one of the first things that I do. I'll go back to volunteering with the hands and feet people and uh, spend some of that free time uh, trying to build some wheelchair ramps. John, I'm, I've, I've never been to Tullahoma. I'm kind of also new to the area, but what do sports mean to that town? Uh, your school brought the biggest crowd last week, B- biggest visiting crowd at least, and, and it wasn't close. What, why are Tullahoma fans so passionate? Uh, we, I think we are a, uh, a, a sports town. Uh, obviously, at one time, uh, we, were, we had a Rollins plant there. We had a Wilson plant there. And then we were the home to work. Uh, and so uh, until about 20 years ago, uh, there were a lot of athletic things uh, being manufactured in Tullahoma, which led to sponsorship. Uh, this is really going back in the day, but slow, well, back when slow pitch softball was such a huge thing going on in our state, uh, Worth would bring in teams from all over the United States there to uh, softball tournaments and so forth. And then baseball has always been huge as we've had several, uh, baseball state championships and have played for a couple of others. Uh, the, the town itself, uh, is very athletic oriented. Uh, we play just about every sport that's offered in our state. Um, uh, and, uh, and normally, uh, take a good crowd with us wherever we go, but uh, did not realize the groundswell that was going to happen. I'll be honest with you. Uh, going to the state championship and actually winning the state championship was bigger for our community than, than I ever dreamed it would be. Uh, the reception of us coming back, the send-off when we were leaving out on Friday night, uh, 
it cost a lot of money to stay in that hotel and to feed our kids. And we had individuals and businesses that stepped up and paid our entire bills so that whatever we make off this state championship game will come in and it'll filter into our athletic program to so that we're able to meet the needs of whatever we have there at the high school athletically. Well, John, it's uh, it's that Tullahoma was able to add a, a state title to just all that history that you spoke of there, sports-wise in the town. And congratulations on capping off your 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 long career there, and in, in the best of ways. And uh, and good luck on that honeydew list too, as uh, your schedules freeze up a little bit. I appreciate it very much, guys, and I appreciate you all uh, giving me an opportunity to talk with you this morning. You bet, John. Great stuff, man. And congratulations again. Thank you. Tyler, I think we both agree that the game we just talked about with John Olive, Elizabethton, Tullahoma was the best of the weekend, but there were a couple of other games that kept us entertained too. Uh, What other kind of results stood out to you from the weekend? Yeah, I think, well, Paige Powell, just that to me is going to be the second best game behind Tullahoma. And probably, you know, if you wanted to just have a debate with somebody, there's probably somebody could make a case that it was the best. I mean, I think just being a primetime game, uh, at night, the, the tension was super thick. Um, maybe that's just because we've covered Paige and we 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 knew a little bit more about them than Tullahoma. But um, what what Jake McNamara was able to do in that game and leading Paige back once again, you know, they were dead in the water. What down twenty one nothing in the first quarter because of a basically a a messed up kickoff return where they don't field the kickoff. Uh, then get into the fourth quarter and they looked they looked done for again. You know, they were down double digits in the fourth quarter and backed all the way up into their end zone. And I mean, I, them coming back and having a chance to get the onside kick and having a chance to go put it in the end zone, you know, as time expires in a state championship, I mean, you just don't really get a whole lot better than that. And I, I heard yesterday at the Blue Cross or at the, uh, I'm sorry, at the Mr. Football Awards, we were sitting with some guys from Powell. One guy that coached at Powell or was part of the staff one way or the other and a couple other reporters, and they just had nothing but the highest praise for Jake McNamara um, and what he was able to do. Like, I I think he's going to have a – they've hired Jay Norvell at Colorado State. So, uh, Jake says he's going to go there, even even though they have a new coach. So, uh, Jay Norvell's got a good track record. That's – we'll kind of have to see how he he pans out in college. But what a – just fun player to watch and – just too bad it ended a little short for him there at the end yeah this i I know some sometimes when kids graduate you kind of forget about them you forget to check up on their college careers but i I don't think that's going to be the case with jake magmar i think we're definitely gonna be hearing his name uh soon and we're there's probably gonna be plenty of highlights to watch from from his career at colorado state and uh, of course his brother uh also helped michigan win a big 10 championship and now they're in the playoffs so that's got to be a really cool uh, experience for their family too yeah, they're heading to the they're heading to the big stage. Um, you know, that's a that looks like a pretty good Michigan football team. I'm I'm not sure that I wouldn't be surprised to see them playing for the national title, uh, but we'll just kind of have to see how that goes. But um, what? A, yeah, crazy crazy last few weeks for that family with all they went through. But then just we were talking about this earlier, Russell. The pages get pages playoff games were absolutely crazy um you know they, they scored 35 points to to and rallied from 17 down in the fourth quarter against henry county 
in the semifinals. Um, obviously, they had what happened in the finals, uh, losing 42 to 34 to Powell. But then go back earlier in the postseason when they played Nolansville, they barely got out of that game. They Remember, they tried to take the, a safety on purpose with five seconds left, but the clock uh, didn't didn't start or they actually what happened was the officials held the clock on the field because they had run too much time off, but never told page about it. And, you know, when you're going to, when you're going to take a safety on purpose, knowing how much time is on the clock is pretty important. So anyways, uh, that crazy game, I mean, no one's ever had a chance to win that because of that weird malfunction or whatever you want to call it. So uh, just, I, I feel bad. Well, I don't feel bad, but I, I page fans need a week off. <laughs> after attending all those games, yeah. man, I can tell you, there's being a fan's no fun sometimes, especially if you're having to deal with all that and your heart's up and down. But um, yeah, crazy postseason. Yeah, every year it is amazing. Just, I mean, you have to have so many things to go right for your team to get to a state championship. And I think that's what makes, as we pivot to another game here, Tyler, South Pittsburgh beating McKenzie 24 21. I think that makes this game that much more impressive because South Pittsburgh lost its coach after the first game of the season. And you talk about things going your way. I mean, that's the complete opposite of that. You know, Chris Jones, he was a South Pittsburgh graduate, uh, got the job in April to be the head coach at South Pittsburgh. And uh, by September, he'd left to go take a CFL assistant job with the Toronto Argonauts and kind of left South Pittsburgh high and dry there in the middle of the season. But West Stone and Heath Grider stepped up. Uh, to be co-head coaches, which is just something you never really see, but they were able to keep that locker room together, keep the team kind of believing in itself. And, you know, when it was all said and done on, I guess, what was that, Friday? Um, they had won a state championship, their sixth state championship in school history, and had a 12-2 and record. So um, South Pittsburgh, I, I, that was, you know, they're out of our coverage area, but I was really impressed at that story and just how uh, they were able to overcome those early season difficulties and, of course, DeAndre Kelly delivered a, an MVP for performance. I think he had about 177 rushing yards, uh, a couple of touchdowns, and he also won Mr. Football yesterday as well for uh, class. Um, or excuse me, no, he did not win Mr. Football. He was a finalist for Mr. Football yesterday. Um, so just a, a great season there for the Pirates, and uh, the celebration videos that we saw of them when they got back to their their town were pretty cool too. So just just really a, a heck of a run for for South Pittsburgh. That's interesting. I have to look up the. Uh... I'll look up the video of the of their return. I didn't I didn't see that, but yeah, the I, I can't comment a whole lot on it because I I don't know a whole lot about the South Pittsburgh coaching situation at the beginning of the year, other than I remember hearing that their coach had left after one game to take a job in the CFL, and you know, I just on paper that just the sound of it sounds really bad, and I, I've never heard of anything like that. You don't often hear of a high school coach leaving after one game. I mean, I, I've just never heard of that happening. This is just not a type, a level of football where that's even, uh, unless there's a family emergency or something where you see that happen. So I, I felt bad for those players when that news came out, especially, you know, to hear that, shoot, it'd be one thing if it was, I guess that guy must really love Canadian League football. I don't know. Um, but it's just an interesting situation, but cool for that team to come back and get a championship and have, have something to remember. No doubt. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course, uh, after that was all done, we they had the Mr. Football, Tennessee Titans Mr. Football Awards yesterday at Nissan Stadium. Uh, tons of people there. It was 
um, I think I kind of gotten used to last year when there was only, you know, a very limited crowd due to COVID. But man, yesterday that Nissan Stadium Club was filled with people, coaches and parents and media. Um, and we'll, we'll just run down the list here. Uh, the class 1A Mr. Football was Khalid Ganaway from Peabody. Class 2A was Ty Simpson from Westview. Class 3A was Caden Buckles from Alcoa. Class 4A was Barryon Brown from Pearl Combe. Class 5A was Deshaun Bishop from Carnes. Class 6A was Destin Wade from Summit. Uh, Division 2 class single A was Steel Haynes from University School of Jackson. Division 2 class double A uh, was Alexander Broom from Lipscomb Academy. Division 2 triple A was Dallin Hayden from Christian Brothers. And the kicker of the year went to Tullahoma's Justice Chadwick. Tyler, I wasn't necessarily shocked at any of these results, but a very impressive list nonetheless. Uh, did you have any takeaways from the ceremony yesterday? Um, well, I should say first, it was my first one, Russell. It, you know, I'm not from around here, and I, I think it's one of the coolest things I've seen that a team does, a pro team does for a high school program. Um, that just, I think everything from, and I know the award's been around, I know the award predates the Titans, but the whatever the Titans have done in, in kind of picking up the torch or picking up the mantle for that award has been awesome. I think they do a great job and it's so neat to see, I think just the players uh, in the, in their families enjoy it because uh, it's just not something, you know, this isn't, this is the high school football, you know, they're not doing a whole lot of this. Otherwise everything else is a lot of hard work and uh, you know, tough games and stuff. So I thought, I thought the awards themselves were really cool. I guess with the winners, I wasn't, there weren't, uh, there were a couple that I thought could have gone another way. I don't know. I thought a couple of them wouldn't surprise me wh- whichever way they went. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't say there was – I didn't notice any big surprises really either. I thought um, – I mean, Barry on Brown was a close one He because he was out some games this year. And so I could have seen him not getting it. Uh, I thought Bradford Gaines had a really good – the DCA's Bradford Gaines had a really good shot at it in Division Two A, uh, but I mean I don't say any of that to say that when the winners were uh, didn't deserve it. I'm just I'm kind of more just commenting on, you know, those were some of them that maybe I was a little less sure of. Some of them, you know, we were, I, I would say, what did you think about Alex Broom winning? That was his, that was a pretty tough one with his own teammate. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be Broom or Riches- yeah. Richardson, um, but I, either it could have gone to either one of them. Yeah, no, it. Uh... I was prepared, you know, I did a story on Alex yesterday and I was totally prepared for either one of them to win. Um, you know, unfortunately Luther wasn't able to make the ceremony, but, uh, yeah, I think both those guys were equally valuable to their teams. Um, I would say, and, uh, their stats, I mean, just popped off the page. I, I don't have them in front of me, but I believe Alex had finished with about 1300 rushing yards and 800 receiving yards and Luther, um, through for nearly 3,000 yards, I think 39 touchdowns and five interceptions. So, yeah, those guys had great seasons. And then, you know, in any other year, I would say Langston Patterson, the other finalist, CPA linebacker, would, would be a great choice too. Uh, so that was, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a really loaded class right there. And then I think you could say the same about 6A too with Destin Wade beating out his brother, Keaton, and then also Jordan James. I mean, all of those three guys seemed very deserving of the award too. So I'm, I'm sure the committee had some some tough choices there, but um, I think we both agree that they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I just just I don't know what you do. It's a pretty tough one. You know, you just got to key on the regular season and maybe some character and academic uh, factors. But like, it's going to be weird possibly when you look back and 
we have no clue, but Jordan James is certainly in a year where Destin Wade isn't and Keaton Wade aren't a finalist with you. Like that's just a Mr. Football, Jordan James, you know, I mean, what's he's very like just the way he is. He's that good. He's, he's a Mr. Football type guy. I mean, he has the numbers and everything. So uh, it just kind of shows you that kind of stood out to me how deep this group is in Nashville this year. Um, Just from not just the college commitments, they're going to be moving on, but a lot of the other guys that put up, big numbers and help lead their teams to the state finals. Uh, man, we're, we're going to be digging up trying to figure out the names to watch, you know, next year, because a lot of the guys, <laughs> we, we had a deep group leave. So we're going to be earning our money when we look for, uh, when we try and figure out who the contenders are going to be for 2022. So it's, uh, but that'll be fun. But yeah, a lot of great players uh, moving on after this year. Definitely, and uh, of course, we'll have full coverage of signing day, the first signing day, which is next week, December 15th, and uh, we'll, we'll try to get together a list of everything that's going on there, who's signing early, and um, some guys, I'm sure, will wait till February as well, just with how crazy the transfer portal is, and um, plenty of guys still uncommitted, too, so we'll we'll be sure to follow that. Um, Tyler, otherwise, I think that pretty much does it for football season. Do you have any plans for your, uh, your first Friday night without football in a, in a long, long time? Uh, well, just in, in typical fashion, I'm going to a traveling to a wedding. So no, I mean, I'm excited to go, but I just, <laughs> you, we were, you and I were joking about it in the car the other day. I'm, I, I, I'm always the guy that's at a wedding. Somebody's always getting married. So I'm glad they yeah, waited you, until uh... this weekend, you know, kind of, cause now, now I can attend, but no, I'm not going to kick my feet up just yet. Have, I'll be, I'll be traveling and putting on my wedding shoes. Yeah, you're you're like a a 25 year old with how many weddings you've been to recently, mm-hmm. Tyler. Every everybody's yeah. getting married in your circle, but but that's great though. Have fun there, and I'm probably I'm definitely taking the night off too. Might go to might try to go to Top Golf. I tried to go last night, and there was a two hour wait, so um, had to reschedule that. But definitely going to do something that's um, at least semi indoors and and not in, involving high school football. Even though I love it, and it was a great season. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely need a break after this is this is one of those weeks you got to take your foot off the gas. It's a lot of work, but That's also fun. a lot of fun, man. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, it was a great season. Thanks everybody for following our coverage here at Main Street Preps and, and listening to the Main Street Preps podcast. Um, this podcast is likely going to take a little bit of a break here as the holidays approach, but we will definitely be back no later than the beginning of January with uh, a full basketball show. So stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks again for following our coverage. So we'll, we'll see you back here pretty soon on the Main Street Preps Podcast. You've been listening to the Main Street Preps Podcast, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee, with your hosts, Russell Venozzi and Tyler Palmatier. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.